Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today we're continuing our series dealing with business, Christians in business. And I've been very excited about it because this is the 20th podcast dealing with the topic of business. Today will be the last in our series. However, if you ever want to listen to these, you can go back and listen to all of them and they're available to you. And I'll give you that information at the end of this podcast. Today, we're going to learn what actions to take to build our business. We're going to discover the most important parts or the most important activities or thoughts we must have in our business ownership. We're going to learn how God's Word guides our steps, and we're going to receive the three rules for success in business. So there's a lot in store for today. It's going to be an awesome day. I'm looking forward to it. So let's pray, though, and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you, and I ask for your divine touch. I pray that you would bless and anoint this podcast today, and I pray that we would have something very special today that would come forth, because we're going to invite the Holy Spirit now to take over, to take Take complete control because when we invite the Holy Spirit to be in charge, wonderful things will take place. So, Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would come down upon this podcast and anoint it and take me through this teaching today when we talk about the importance, the crucial aspects of business ownership. So, Father, I ask your blessing and I pray those that are listening in will receive something very special today. They'll receive something maybe interesting or new, maybe get a word, a rhema word that would help them to understand exactly what you want to do and how you want to deal with their business activities. I believe something wonderful is going to take place and I'll give you all the praise for it now and give you all the glory for I ask these things in Jesus name I pray. Amen. As I mentioned in my prayer time, the title of today's podcast is Crucial Aspects of Business Ownership. I want to give you a list of things I think are very important, absolutely vital in owning a Christian business. So with that, let me give you a statement I think is so crucial. Owning a business can be one of the most satisfying events in our life. I know in my own particular case, I always wanted to own my own business. I wanted to have a business that I could run and could ask God for help and direction on. And God made it happen. And it was a wonderful experience, but it was a lot of work. But still was something I'm so thankful that I did. And I give God all the praise and glory for it. And I hope that you would do the same thing. And that is to understand what a blessing it is to own your own business. Now, the next step that's important to owning a business is maintaining a successful business. And to do that, you're going to be required to make a lot of connections with people, friends, family members, pastoral maybe help, get a lot of word of God in you to help you get through all the things you're going to face in your business. But it'll carry you through because having the joy of having that business is just such a wonderful thing. And then to maintain it is just part of the process. And I know that God will bless you as you go through that. Now, let me give you a list of items I think that are very important dealing with business. And they're not in any particular order of importance. I'm not going to label them, you know, one through 10 or whatever. But let me just walk down through the and see how the Holy Spirit leads us. First of all, our business is an extension of who we are. You know, when we go into business, if we're a kind person and a helpful person, then we'll probably be a kind and helpful person when we go into business. On the other hand, if we're a person who's kind of critical of people or maybe kind of self-centered, many times we'll take that into our business and that is not going to bless it. So, you've got to remember that the qualities that we have before we go into business are the qualities that we'll take into our business. We're not one kind of person out of the business and another kind of person in the business. So take that as a positive comment. Our business is an extension of who we really are. Here's another thing. Our business can be the launching pad for something great. Now, a lot of folks who start a business don't realize that it's the beginning of something that could be amazing, absolutely astronomical. When you think of the great businesses where they invented something in a garage 
and it turned out to be an amazing, successful project or service, the same thing can happen to any one of us. And so we need to understand that, that our business can be the launching pad for something greater than what we thought about. Remember, we serve a God who thinks higher than us, thinks greater than we do, and that he's put things inside of us beyond what we can imagine or even think. So let's not think small, let's think big when we go into a business. And our business can be the launching pad of something truly great. Here's another important point in business. As a Christian, our business must represent our faith. If we're a born-again believer, we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We know what he taught. He taught us to serve people, to help people, to reach out to people, to think of other people as being more important than we are, to love our our neighbor as ourself. Those are all the things that we've been taught through God's word, and we need to be careful that our business represents our faith. Let me give an example. There was a man that I knew in church many years ago who owned a grocery store, and he was doing well, and he noticed one part of his business was doing extremely well, and that was the area where he sold, you know, booze. He sold liquor. He sold alcohol. He sold beer and wine and all those things. And he made a lot of money off of that. And he said, you know, why don't I just sell the business, the grocery part, and just open up a liquor store? So he did. And when he did that, he started realizing that his business was just started to explode. And he was selling alcohol like nothing they'd ever seen before and making an awful lot of money. And then one day he came to me and he says, you know, I'm, I'm a little torn about this thing because he says, I have a problem now. The business is, is prospering financially my finances, but I feel badly about the people who are coming in or becoming alcoholics. So what he did was he robbed himself of his faith in not causing a problem for someone else. And in order to make more money, he started selling a product that was affecting people's lives and it was causing all kinds of turmoil in his family. He could never though change it. His marriage ran into all kinds of problems. His family fell apart and even his own health fell apart. And and it's something that ruined his, honestly, his testimony his example of who he was in Christ. And he wound up leaving the church and I've never found out what happened to him ever since. But he basically forgot the premise that his business should represent his faith. And the business that he got into was causing people to fall and to falter and have all kinds of problems with alcoholism. So with that, let's be careful that that's does not take place in our businesses. Here's another point. Our business must never change the person God wants us to be. You know, God created us a certain type of person. He made us in his own image. He's given us his blessings throughout our life. He's got promises he's placed in our life, and he's got a plan for our life. And it's so important that we understand that that when we have a business, we should never change what God wants us to be. And yet, I've seen so many people in business over the years. Remember, I was a banker for many years and a real estate developer for many years. And through that time, I saw, quite frankly, hundreds of people who basically changed the kind of person they were when they got into their business. For example, there were people I knew who had a business that was doing fine, things were going great, and then all of a sudden the business just increased tremendously. It had a, a really a, an incredible successful business take off. This man started to change and his family started to change. They were involved with the church as business people, but then when the business became so big, it started robbing him of his time, he said, to be in church. So he dropped out of church. The family did. They stopped attending pretty much anything that we were doing. On the weekends, they decided it was more important to go up to their new home up in the mountains. Nothing wrong with a home in the mountains, but they basically put that over their walk with God. They didn't go to church when they went up to the mountains. And what happened was their business changed the person that God had created them to be. We need to be careful about that. We need to be careful that our business never, ever changes who God desires us to be and must never change 
our walk with God, and our day-to-day commitment to serving the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, here's another one. Our business must never make all of us, any of us, compromise our faith. Now, that's similar to the one I talked about representing our faith, but sometimes people will let a business compromise their faith. They'll compromise on things that they thought were wrong or knew that was wrong, and they say, well, that's okay. Or they'll compromise when it comes to maybe doing transactions and maybe fudging a little bit or even lying a little bit about transactions in order to make more money. And they were compromising their faith, and they were basically losing the blessings of God in their life. And that's something we must avoid. I knew a man once who had a business and he hired all Christian guys. Everyone that he had was a Christian man or a woman. He wanted to be sure that he had a Christian company. And then all of a sudden he decided one day, well, you know, I'm going to start bringing in some other people. And uh, his business was doing great when he had all the Christians just doing wonderful. He started hiring people who were not Christians, were not believers. He started having people come in who basically were people that were kind of anti-God and people who were agnostic or whatever they called themselves. They just simply did not serve God. And in just a very short period of time, the, the business became became greedy. The business became focused on on itself and making more and more money at the expense and loss to others. In a very short period of time, the business started to fail. And quite frankly, over a period of maybe five or six years, a very successful, very extremely successful business completely went under and was lost out of allowing the influence of ungodly people to come into their business and cause them to compromise their faith. And that just can't be. So we need to make sure that our business must never make a compromise on our faith. All right, here's another one. Remember that our our success in business comes from God. Everything that we have, all the wonderful blessings that come in our life are from God. God is our source of blessing. He is the author of blessing. He's the author of prosperity. He is the one that wants us to be blessed. And so because of that, we've got to acknowledge that God is 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 our reason for that. And we must always say that God is the one that blesses. God's the one that took care of us. We must never start taking credit for success and saying, well, I did it this way or I did it my way. There's a song that I really dislike. It's it's basically a very famous song and it goes like, you know, I did it my way. I did this and I did it my way and I did it the way that I wanted to do. And it's an old song. It's been around for decades, but that is not what Christians should do. We need to do things God's way. We need to be dependent upon God, not independent dependent from him. So remember, God is our source and all of our good blessings come from him. We must always give him all the credit, all the honor, and all the praise for the blessings in our life. Okay, here's another one. Whatever led us into business must continue throughout our business. Now, that's an interesting point. If you were a person who wanted to serve people and help people and bless them through a good product or a good service, that's got to continue through your business. Don't compromise that. Don't allow that to change. Don't allow your your focus on helping others change so that you can be more profitable or have a business go in a different direction. So remember, whatever led you into the business must continue throughout your time in that business. That doesn't mean that you can't learn how to do things better. You may, you, that doesn't mean you can't learn how to be more efficient. It doesn't mean that you can learn how to not work harder, but to work smarter. Those are all good things. But the thing that led you there, that you wanted to produce something, either a product or a service that you know would help other people and be a profit to you, that's fine. That must never change because if we do that, we've lost the premise of, quite frankly, what we're all about and who we are, and it can rob you of the blessings of the Lord. All right, let me give an example. If your goal was to help other people and you went into that business with the idea to just help them and bless them 
and train others and give them discount prices and, and do all those wonderful things. And then all of a sudden, the thought about making more money or greed entered in and you said, well, I can skip doing this or I don't need to give personal phone calls or I don't need to say we're sorry when we make a mistake because uh, if I lose a customer, so what? I'll just get another one. If we start doing that, we're going to lose the premise, the, the foundation of what our business was built on. So probably going a little more than I need to on this, but just be careful that whatever led us into business and initially that that continues on through that business and that through that company that we built. Now, here's another one. We must never use manipulation of others to increase our business. We need to always think of other people, the Bible says, as being more important than we are. So avoid all forms of manipulation. Here's another thought. Avoid all forms of greed. I got to tell you, there's so many people over the years that I knew were successful and did well. And then all of a sudden, greed got in there and they started making decisions based upon just what was in it for them. And, and if they had to cheat someone else to win, they would just do that. But greed is a dangerous element in business. The Bible tells us to avoid all forms of greed. That's good enough instruction for me to tell me that I don't want greed in my business and let's avoid that. And greed and manipulation go together. So now let's look at some of God's word. We need to get some scriptures into this. I know I've talked about or made references to scriptures in God's word, but let's get real specific on that. I want to read a couple of them to you that are so important to having a successful business that's led of God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says this, New Living Translation, by the way. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. All right? I can't give you better advice than that. Just simply stop worrying and being anxious about issues because worrying basically takes us away from trusting God. And if we have our confidence and trust in him, then worry and anxiety and all those things will be removed from our life. Now, I've got a few more things I want to talk about before we start wrapping up these scriptures on this particular subject of crucial aspects of business ownership. Here's another vital scripture so that we can have our business set on the right premise and the right foundation. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. And Paul's talking here to the, the church in Ephesus. And he says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. You know, I could do a podcast just on that particular scripture. I won't do it right now, but we'll be talking about that in upcoming podcasts dealing with God's promises because that's the next series we're going to go to when we're completed this series on business. Let me give you another scripture that'll help you build your business, maintain your business, and have it be successful. It's found in Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Now, it's so important that Paul's telling us how to live a good, positive life, an encouraging life, one that blesses other people and it turn around will bless us. That's how a blessing goes. When you bless someone else, it comes back to us, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So we want to walk in that kind of power and love and rejoice in the goodness of God, rejoice in God's presence, rejoice in his guidance and direction and rejoice in his word. When we do that, we're going to have a successful business and this is a crucial 
crucial aspect of having a business to owning a business is to getting these words and these scriptures into our thought process and into our daily activities in our business. Let me read another here in Philippians chapter 4, this time verses 8 and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. That's that's from Paul. Everything you heard from Paul and saw him doing, then the God of peace will be with you. You see, if we hear these words, but we don't put them into action, then it's not going to be much of a blessing. It's crucial to get the word of God in us, but then it's, it's even more important once we get the word into us that we apply it to our business. We've got to apply being happy and joyful. We've got to apply not to worrying. We've got to apply to trust God in everything. We've got to apply that our thoughts need to be right and true and, and honorable. Put those things in our business and we we will see we will see God's blessing be poured out upon us in a way we've never even thought about. I'm going to change gears here a little bit. That means switch direction a little bit and give you what I call the three rules to success in business. All right? You can write these down sometime. You might want to make them, put them on a little three by five card somewhere and put them in your automobile when you're driving or put it in your mirror in your bedroom or something. These are things that we've got to get into our heart and in our mind. Here, just three quick little rules to succeed in business. Number one, if we don't ask, the answer is no. Now that applies to so many things. If you have a question in business that you need to ask someone about, if you don't ask them, then the answer is no. If you don't ask God for help, if I don't ask God for help and direction on these podcasts, the answer is no. Because how can he answer me if I don't ask the question? The Bible says we have not because we ask not. So therefore, it's understanding the importance of asking for help is crucial to having a successful business. If you want to have a business, business that exceeds, you're going to have a lot of questions. And those questions need to be answered. And so therefore, if we don't ask the questions, the answer is always going to be no. We will not get any kind of an answer and we're robbing ourselves of blessing our business. Here's another rule. Step uh, Rule number two, let's call it that. If we don't step forward, we will stay in the same place. Now that sounds kind of corny. Some of you might say, well, la-di-da, that's not great advice, but it is great advice. If we don't move forward, step forward, we're going to constantly stay in the same position that we're in. There's an old saying that the, the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting different results. See, that's exactly what that is. That's just ridiculous thought pattern. It's wrong way to look at our business. If we don't change things, then we're not going to be benefited by it. A lot of folks will be in business and they're doing one thing the same way over and over again and they're not getting the success that they want. They're not experiencing the success in business financially or emotionally or whatever it might be and they just keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again but they expect to get different results. That just does not work. So rule number two is if we do not step forward and basically do something different, we will stay in the same place that we've been for maybe months or years or even decades. So we need to do that and I want you to receive that. Okay, here's step number three. If we don't go after what we want, we will never obtain it. You say, well, that's kind of like the last one. Well, it is and it isn't because if we don't go after what we want, we're not going to obtain it. Let me give an example. When I was a banker, I financed a lot of companies. And when those companies would come in and ask me they wanted to expand their business or wanted to do something, I always asked them why and is it going to be more profitable? And I did all the financial questions and things that we had to do to help them make the right decision on their business. And But what I really liked was is that they were looking for ways to improve 
prove what they were doing. They were they were going after something that they wanted and they knew they had to step forward in order to obtain it. So they'd come to me for financing. Now, I didn't always finance those projects. Sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't. But I was always encouraged when people had a new thought and a new idea and decided that they, they weren't going to see any blessing unless they took action. So let me repeat those three rules to success in business and I hope that you apply them to your life, especially, you know, in your business activities. Rule number one was, if we don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Enough said on that. Two, if we don't step forward, we will always stay in the same place. And number three, if we don't go after what we want, we'll never obtain it. I have to go back to when I was a young boy. I wanted to be a professional bowler. I wanted that so bad. I was like six or seven years old and I thought, I just got to be. And I was blessed. I had an uncle who was a professional bowler. Matter of fact, he wound up being inducted into the Hall of Fame of Bowling. And it was such a blessing to me then. And I was so inspired. And I saw him one day and I said, his name was his, his name was Buzz Fazio. And so he went by just Fuzz, an interesting name, F-U-Z-Z. But, but he would come into our house and he would talk to me and I'd say, oh, Uncle Buck, Uncle, um, Uncle I, I want you to help me. I want to become a professional bowler. How do I do it? And I was like six or seven or eight years old. And he'd said, you can accomplish anything you put your heart to. If you see something you want, go after it. And then he started telling me, do this, do that, do that. And he told me all the little steps I needed to take so that I could attain my goal. Well, I started taking those steps and I went to a bowling when I was about 10 or 12 years old, I started working in odd jobs, little silly little jobs. But then I got into kind of cleaning this and cleaning that. And I worked there when I was a teenager, 13, 14, 15, 16. And I got to where I was working in the bowling alley probably more than I was going to school, which probably wasn't a good thing to do. But I wanted that dream. And I was bowling seven days a week because it was free to me because I was an employee. But I saw what I wanted and I went after it. And when I was 16 years of age, a man who owned a business came to me and he said, you know, I think you've got a lot of talent. And he says, I know your uncle is a professional bowler. And he said, I would like to offer you this opportunity. I will sponsor you if you can qualify to get on the professional bowlers tour during the summer, what they call the summer league. And so I worked very hard at it and got my bowling average up to nearly 200 back in those days. That was that enabled you to qualify to try out for the league. And I qualified and I was accepted. And I went to him and I said, I'm here, I'm ready to go. And he said, I will sponsor you into the professional bowlers summer tour. It was so exciting to me and I accomplished it. And what's interesting was you might say, well, did you go on to be a professional bowler and all that? Well, one little problem I have, my mom and dad weren't particularly excited about me at 16 taking off and going on a summer tour around the west part of our country. And so they said, no, you can't do that. Maybe you could do it some other day. Well, I never did actually go out on the tour, even though I qualified. I had my little car that proved I could do that. But you know, quite frankly, looking back on it, the fact that I qualified, the fact that I went after something and the fact that it was there and it was accomplished really was a great achievement. The fact that I didn't bowl, that I actually didn't get into professional bowling, quite frankly, it really didn't matter that much because God showed me later on in life that if you want something, you got to ask for it. And we've all got to do that when it comes to our business. I know that's a long story, one about my bowling, and I kind of apologize for that, but I get pretty excited when I think about how God has given us all opportunities and ways to get blessed. But if we don't go after it, then we're never going to obtain it. So I'm going to close this podcast with a wonderful business teaching in the book of Proverbs. It's my favorite chapters, chapters number three in the book of Proverbs. I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. I'll give you just a few verses, but it's my favorite chapter dealing with how to make decisions in business. Okay, once again, Proverbs chapter three. I'm going to start at verse number five in the 
New Living Translation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. I'm telling you, if you'll just get that one in your mind, if you just get that verse in your mind, it'll be a great blessing to you in your business. Verse number six, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. There we go. Great advice again, telling us that if we seek God's will, he'll help us and direct us. And that has so much to do in the area of our business and of course, our personal life. Verse number seven, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Great advice right there. Don't be impressed with your wisdom, your understanding of the business. We need to gain knowledge, right? You might be a great mechanic, but you may not be a good business owner. You might be a great carpenter, but you may not be a great owner of a carpentry company where you have to hire other employees and do other things. As a banker, I talked to a lot of people who were good, had talent in certain areas. Maybe they were working for a company. They were a plumber or they were a carpenter or an electrician, or maybe they were someone that that understood how to do things things in business, but they'd never owned a business. And they would come to me and say, I've got all this experience and everything, so I'm ready to go. I want to start a business. And I would have to work with them and tell them, well, there's things that you lack. You need to know how to hire people, how to fire people, how to set up the expenses of a business, how to operate a business, how to cover overhead, how to handle the the cost of what you should pay people and what, what salary can you give them in order to still maintain a good profit in your business. And it would go on and on and on. And many of these people were great in certain areas, but they didn't have business knowledge. So they, we've all got to gain knowledge in business. Verse 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. You may be able to do a certain things, but we've got to gain wisdom, it says. In, it says, instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. All right, verse number 8. Let's go to verse number nine. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything that you produce. So if you've got a business and you start getting successful financially, be sure that you're honoring God with your wealth and with the blessings that he's poured out upon you. And it says, and with the best part of everything you produce, give that to God first. And verse number 10, then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Now that's talking about meeting the needs that you have and that you'll prosper. You can apply that, those barns and all that stuff with basically good customers, lots of business, and lots of success. So those are words that are crucial. Matter of fact, I would encourage you, if you'd like to have good instructions on how to run a business, how to get things going, how to operate in one, I would encourage you to read Proverbs chapter 3, the entire chapter. Read it over and over and over again. Tremendous advice on every area, and then think about it in reference to your business. All right. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Let me close us up by praying. Father, bless those who've listened in today. I thank you once again for this opportunity. I pray that you would bless it and that you would multiply it into their hearts and they would have the successful business that they want and they would be able to give you all the glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you'd like to learn more about quality Christian living, you can do that by going to my webpage. That's davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you go there, my cover page will pop up and right on the front of it, there's a link to all the podcasts that we've done. There's 230 or roughly just under 230 podcasts that are in there. And they're on all kinds of topics, dealing with finances, dealing with spiritual issues about faith and the things that I believe all Christians need to know in order to live a quality Christian life. So this is completing the 20th podcast on businesses. And after this is done, we'll be moving into a new area. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But all of those lessons on business are there and you can go to them by just getting to my webpage. In addition to that, when you get to my webpage, they'll be uh, continued as you scroll down. You'll see some books that I've written. There's ones on how to get out of debt and, and understanding what generosity is all about and how you can be blessed by for a generous person. There's a book up there on faith and there's other information there that I think will be a help to you. So I hope that will be a blessing. If you'd like to subscribe,
subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So hopefully that advice will give you some direction on what quality Christian living is all about. Now, I want to close with this thought. We're moving into a brand new series now, and it's going to be about the promises of God. Just thinking about it, I get excited. And it was birthed from one of the podcasts I did here in this series on how God's promises will bless your business. And when I was doing that, I thought, wait a minute, there's so much here on God's promises. I need to turn this into a series. So we'll be going into a new series dealing with the promises of God. And we're going to talk about it in every area of your life, not just business. We'll talk about it when it comes to finances, about health, about marriage, about a little bit about business and all the things that that God is supplying for his people. God wants to bless us. A lot of people say, no, God doesn't care if you're blessed or not. He doesn't, he's not into whether you're prospering or not. Well, that's not true. God promised in his word that he would bless us. He's promised us a future and a hope. He wants us to be the head and and not the toll. He wants us to be the lender and not the borrower. He wants us to live an overcoming, powerful life. So with that, we're going to get into all that. And I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing blessing because it's going to be based on God's word, not not just what I know, but it'll be on God's word. And as we get into those scriptures and read them, we're going to see about how the promises of God come come into your life and help you, whether it be physical, financial, emotionally, marriage-wise, parenting, whatever it might be, God's going to show us which way to go. It's going to be a blessing. I tell you, I am so excited. I'd like to start it right now, but I can't because I've run out of time. I want to keep these podcasts at 30 minutes or less because I know that seems to be the amount of time that people, you can hold their attention, that people are finding very interesting. So once again, I pray that you would tune in for the upcoming podcast. Let your friends, let those people know that are listening in that you know there's going to be a whole new series on the promises of God. And I know God will richly bless you. So let me close with this thought. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you in all that you do. I'm looking forward to our next series on the promises of God. I'm thankful for the last 20 podcasts the Lord showed us on how to operate a business. I pray that will bless you. Thank you once again for listening in to Quality Christian Living. And I am your host, David Friend. This was podcast number 225.